Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your host, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is Friday, January 6th, and officially our first show of 2023. What's going on, Al? What's going on, man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So we're actually recording this episode pretty late. Um, you guys already know that we record the, the day before, and this is right after the, the Grizzlies game, so you guys will you know hear this Friday morning. Um, but in today's episode, we actually have a lot to discuss, man, so... Um, Paulo is a big name in the town right now when it comes to all-star voting. Um, Jalen Suggs has also returned to the lineup. Um, and, you know, we're, we're going to go through our, our pass and shoot. But before we get into those things, man, uh, 2023, new year. How did you spend it uh, so far in the in the first week? How has your new year's been? Man, no complaints so far. A lot of time with the family, a lot of time spent just doing family things, man. Uh, activities throughout the weekend. Um, and then after that, it's just been getting back on track. You know how the holidays are. You, you tend to overeat and eat a lot of crap and stuff, trying to get healthy again, trying to just go back to uh, some sort of routine. Um, and the magic keeping us busy here the last few days. They got a few games back to back. We had a four day break. That felt like that forever. Rough. That felt forever. It definitely it felt, did. It felt so, like two weeks. It did. It, it really did. I'm like, what is going on? It felt like the summer all over again. Like, why are we not playing basketball right now? So no complaints, man. Just uh, unfortunate that we ended up losing today against the Grizzlies, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But other than that, no complaints. What about you? Yeah, pretty simple New Year's. Uh, I think this is one of the first times I actually got to see the the ball drop on TV. Normally, I spend it with um, with family, and that's my Colombian side of the family, and and they don't they don't they don't watch TV on on New Year's. Everything's like mad old school, and they're looking at their watches and clocks, and we just kind of count down. Um, with the newborn, you know, we we didn't want to bring the the baby around a bunch of people, so we decided to stay low key. Um, and it's it's pretty good, pretty simple. One thing I did want to say with the New Year's, we were um, really excited to announce that we've added Stanley Swanson um, to our HQ family. If you don't know who he is, um, he's someone in the Magic community over in Twitter that hosts a lot of the Twitter Spaces, which is awesome. It, it allows for us to be able to add um, an additional. Um, uh, way to engage with fans under the hq brand that we're excited about if you ever felt like you watch a magic game and you have a lot of things on your chest you want to get out especially after a magic game when we're the most passionate um man our twitter spaces is where you're able to do it so if you don't know what twitter spaces is um it's pretty much a way on twitter where you're able to get together with with a group of people that are talking about a specific subject and this is someone that has already been doing it before we brought him onto the hq um and he does it consistently after every single game um if the game starts at seven he normally we normally have it started by 9 45 um and it's it's about an hour to an hour and a half of just talking nothing but orlando magic basketball um, so we're really, really excited about it. If you aren't familiar with Twitter or, or a part of that world, um, definitely recommend it. We, we've been putting it on our story on social media, but definitely something to check out. Um, Al, you know, you've had a little bit of experience with with Twitter Spaces. For those that aren't familiar with it, you know, what, what are some of the things that you like about it? 
Yeah, man. I think it's an open forum, right? So this podcast, we love what we do. It's an update every single week to you guys of what's happening with the magic, our thoughts and opinions. But to your point, this is a way for you to join and actually be a part of the conversation. Uh, Stanley hosts the spaces, but he actually lets those in the audience that request to speak an opportunity to share their thoughts and their opinions. So if you're a Magic fan, you've always said to us, hey, I want to be a part of the podcast. I want to join and talk to you guys. Guess what? This is a way to do it. Uh, We're going to be popping in from time to time. There are times that the Magic play at home. I'm not able to join right away, but I'll be popping in from time to time. I know you you will as well. Uh, but Stanley will be the one running the show on those spaces. Um, and the fun thing is we're actually thinking of adding those recordings into our podcast feed. So in the near future, you'll be able to listen to our podcast feed every single week like you've been doing through all these years, which we're thankful for. But to give you more magic content, we're going to be adding those spaces as well. So if you missed, you know, yesterday's game, you want to see what the impact was, what the community really thought. Guess what? Just yep. tune into that episode. Listen to it. Um, so, again, if you've ever wanted to have your opinion, your thoughts heard, not only on the games, by the way, we're thinking of doing also breaking news, any any kind of news that are happening in the moment. Guess what? We're going to jump in there, talk about it, and then upload that recording into our feed. So, um, again, we hope you guys like this. It's another way for us to engage you guys. We got articles going on. We got videos and pictures that we're posting in our, on our social media accounts, um, our, obviously our podcast feed. So we're just trying to come, basically give you guys the best that we can, as much magic content as possible content. in yep. every way possible so hope, hopefully people like this uh and give us your feedback in the comments if you've been able to join and you've been a part of it the last few days respond here on youtube to the comments let us know or dm us and let us know what you think about what we're doing yeah how, how many dms do we get on a weekly basis of people you know pretty much saying man did could, could you guys do more than one show like it'd be great if there was yep. like two to three episodes a week that'd be amazing I personally wish I had the time with it. Really hard for me to do it. Definitely with two kids. If you have kids of your own, then you definitely understand. Um, But this allows for there to be way more content. When I tell you it's after every single Magic game, um, it is consistent. So you're you're looking at an additional two to four additional episodes on a a weekly basis. And and like you said, man, we get so many people that reach out saying, hey, what do I have to do to get on the podcast? Um, We would love to accommodate everyone, but that's kind of tough. Um, but this is another way for you to be able to interact and, and get your voice heard and, and be a part of the community. So definitely, definitely a lot of exciting stuff. Um, so if you haven't checked it out or if not a part, if you're not a part of that Twitter world, um, now's the time to do it, man, because there's a lot going on over there. Yeah, big time. And again, like you mentioned, I just also clarify the podcast is not going to go away. Our episodes will continue to drop every Friday. So that is not changing. Like we mentioned before, it's additional content for everyone to enjoy and be a part of. And again, if you want to, just get more magic content in your life. It'll be out there for you to enjoy. And again, participate in. We hope to to see many of you that are listening or watching right now in there. And we want to hear your thoughts. I think that's what, that's what it's all about. It's a space to talk magic basketball. We all want to do that once from time to time. This is a way to do it. Yep. And uh, definitely a lot of our Patreon members, they are also joining the spaces, which is awesome. Big shout out to Blake Bickerstaff, Court Cousins, Stephen Cameron, Casey Wood, Fence Fans for Life, Michael Marin, Jamel Miller, Mr. Mikey, Zico, Dylan Holden, Yadi, and Yo Mama Mo Bamba. All right. So enough with the uh, the maintenance. Let's let's get into the let's get into the the what we're here for. All right. So since we last recorded. <clears throat> We had the loss against the Wizards, win against OKC, and then unfortunately lost against the Grizzlies. During this time span, you know, we had to deal with the suspensions from that Mo Wagner incident. And, you know, finally we're we're done with that, man. These these past three games have, have been tough. 
Um, I know that you were very vocal um, about the, the first game against the Wizards where we thought that Mo Wagner was going to be able to start his suspension. But unfortunately, he was out due to a, a non-COVID-related um, illness. And apparently, the NBA views it as well. Since he couldn't play because he was sick, his suspension wouldn't start the day that he got sick. And it wouldn't start until the following game, which was that OKC game. Um, what were your feelings about that? That just makes no sense to me, man. I mean, I guess I'll blame the Magic more than the actual league for it, simply because the Magic had no business telling the NBA, hey, Mo Wagner's not feeling well. Like, hey, he is healthy. He, he can show up. He can play. And just suspend him. Who cares? Either way, if he's suspended, he cannot come to the arena. So if he's got COVID, if he's got stomach issues, whatever it may be, guess what? They won't know. So I guess I'll blame the Magic for that, but it just makes no sense to me. A guy misses a game regardless. He wasn't able to play. Just count as a suspension. Who cares? But it is what it is. So I guess today, after the Grizzlies game, the suspension is over. He'll be back on Saturday against the Warriors, but it just makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, you don't appreciate the honesty. No. <laughs> you don't appreciate the honesty. Listen, the, this the Orlando Mag we, we understand that the Orlando Magic, they're all about good character, type players. So you have to imagine Bro. the front office is exactly the same way. You have to be able to um, – preach it if you if you're gonna preach about it then you gotta be about it right so they didn't keep it shut like hey my man my man is sick so that's what we got to put on the injury report but unfortunately it caused Mo to be out for more games and than he needed to be I, I want to say I saw a highlight of Killian Hayes already playing in a game which is crazy Killian Hayes ended up coming back before you know Mo Mo Wagner which is um unfortunate ironic and kind of stupid if you if you really think about it like dude should have been out for a lot longer but we, we've already had that conversation but i thought that was interesting today's game was was pretty tough just because it seemed as if we were just getting our ass beat from from the very beginning couldn't get the grips for it <clears throat> the the grizzlies let's be honest man they're they're a really really good basketball team and uh it didn't seem like franz was able to to really get it going until the towards the end of the game um, the third quarter, third quarter, Paolo even dropped 20 points in, in one quarter, which was crazy. But, um, you know, what, what were your thoughts on the game and, and kind of the games that we've had so far? Yeah, so, I mean, I think OKC, definitely a highlight. We ended up winning that one, 125-115. Um, really fun to see Paolo bounce back. We saw Paolo struggle a little bit towards the end of December, um, especially the games against the Lakers, um, the Pistons, and the Wizards. Some big struggles from Paolo, which is unusual. He's been so consistent early on in his career, as a, even as a rookie. Um, but good to see him bounce back against OKC and lead us to a win in that game. Uh, that big dunk over SGA, uh, definitely a highlight. We've heard the rumblings about SGA saying that Chet is his re real number one pick. Uh, so Paolo thankfully got that dunk on him and had something to say afterwards. Uh, so definitely a big win against OKC. Good to see a bounce back after some struggles, three losses in a row to end the year um, 2022. But then tonight, like you mentioned, the Grizzlies were simply a better team. They play really physical. I think we struggled with that a little bit early in the game. Um, that huge second quarter just completely threw us out of the game. Uh, other than that, if you look at the box score, first quarter, third quarter, and fourth quarter, we hung in there with them. We actually played well in the second half, but we trailed it. I think we lost the second quarter by 20 plus points. That was way too much for us to overcome. Uh, the bench play was not there. 
Um, and I do, I do want to ask you talking about that. Cole Anthony, man, I, I don't know what to make out of him so far. He's got these games where he looks amazing, and then he's got these games where he just simply cannot hit a basket. He cannot hit a basket, man. Like he cannot anything, a layup, a floater, a three pointer. Um, tonight was one of those games. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my takeaway from the last week. What about you? What were your thoughts on OKC and and tonight against the Grizzlies? Yeah, yeah. So the the OKC game, you you were almost kind of surprised that we were so dominant just because we were shorthanded. Um, but we did really, really well. Um, and I thought that we played really good basketball. And this was a team that just the game before, there was a back-to-back for them, they had just dropped 150 points on the Boston Celtics. So you thought that like they were coming out here to to do damage and kind of you know continue um that type of level of play but um the Orlando Magic we had an answer for it and you know the team did a really really good job as far as Cole Anthony um he he's been struggling bro like let's let's be honest it's not the Cole Anthony that we know um it's not the Cole Anthony that we're that we're used to at the same time I I kind of feel like we have to also understand his position man he in his eyes he is not he's not a six man he is not a backup player um he's he's a starter and and he wants to be a primary you know, person for the team. And unfortunately, that's just with Markel back. That's just not what it is. Um, and I, I feel like he's really struggling with it. Um, it's it's unfortunate because, you know, e- even like prior to before, you know, we, we've we heard the comparisons to like, you know, Fred Van Vliet and, and Kyle Lowry being able to have two guards in at one time. Um, and there was a lot of discussions early on in the season, like, all right, if Markel is ready to go, who's going to be that two man to play next to him? A lot of people were saying Cole Anthony could be that guy. He can be the, the shooting guard next to Markel. Um, one, we haven't seen that. Two, we're not going to see that. Um, three, it's it's unfortunate because when we talk about, and we've talked about this a lot, about you know the Magic are going to have to answer a lot, a lot of questions, make a lot of tough decisions. We're going to have to consolidate um, you know, who are the odd men out? We talked about it being RJ Hampton. We talked about it being Mo Bamba. Um, but we told, when we talk about value and value and assets, there's teams out there that are going to want Cole Anthony. Like Cole Anthony is, is, is a stud when given the opportunity right now. Yeah. We're giving him the opportunity, but not the opportunity that he wants. Is he going to be able to find that out there? <laughs> who knows? But I, I think that Cole Anthony might be edging towards that, that also our man out, you know, possibility. Man, that'll, that'll be rough because I know people here in Orlando love him in the locker room, especially. He's, he's well liked, um, just his personality in general, right? Like people just have fallen in love with who he is as a person. But I will tell you, like, I was actually telling someone at the game today, um, honestly, if you were to tell me that he could be consistent, he could be coming off the bench, dropping 14, 16 points a night hitting three-pointers consistently, like he's done in the past for a few games. Would you be surprised if he was challenging Markel for the starting point guard position? If he played well consistently at that level, I wouldn't really put it as a shocker if he could do that. But the problem is he hasn't been able to put in, you know, a string of games, let's say 15 games in a row where Cole Anthony has looked solid, you know, like he did last year in November. That hasn't really happened. So I think... I get it. He thinks it's a starter. I I can appreciate the fact that he thinks that he wants to be one, but you got to show it, man. You got to show it. And and the number one thing that as a starter you have to have is be consistent. So when you think about Paolo, Franz, Wendell, 
those guys bring it every single night. That's why they are starters. No matter what happens in our team, they're going to be starters because they bring it every single night. Even Bo Bo, to a degree, it's a guy that we'll talk about later, hasn't done it consistently. So if somebody comes in and just overplays him or consistently can perform better, they're going to get the minutes. So I think Cole Anthony, I get his mindset, but he's got to fight that some way somehow and just realize that if he puts up the numbers consistently, he's going to get playing time. And like I said, I don't think Markel is a lock as a starter, as a starting point guard if Cole Anthony can showcase his abilities every single night. I, I, I personally, I disagree. I think Markel is a is a super lock, and there's no chance in hell that Cole Anthony takes that away, even if he strings together mm-hmm. a bunch of really good games. Um, when I when I say that Cole Anthony is is the odd man out, um, I I don't I only mean that fully if something happens and we end up drafting a, a point guard um, in this draft. Something happens yeah. and we end up getting getting scooped, or if we we make trades and, and bring another point guard in. Um, Cole Anthony is struggling, man. Uh, against his Grizz game, he dropped four points, two assists, four rebounds, zero, um, zero of eight from the field, and twenty-two minutes of play. You know, we're we're listen. It, we're we're at a point where we know that the offense is going to come from Paolo, it's going to come from Franz. Wendell is going to eat. Uh, Markel Fultz. We're not expecting Markel to go out there and drop forty-five points a game. We're not. Um, Markel is out there, really like. His stats, eight points, nine assists, five rebounds. That is solid. My man went out there, was a playmaker, and, and the shots that he creates and and his his mid-range that, that he has, he's still lethal to where if he needed to score more, he can. But we also understand that Franz and Paolo, they're going to be those guys. Um, you know, Franz was, was someone that I was a little worried about early on in the game because he was kind of out of his groove a little bit. And mm-hmm. I thought to myself, I'm like, damn, we, we can't just rely on Paolo. And we just can't. Someone needs to be able to step in in those moments where Franz, if Franz is, is struggling, Paolo is struggling, somebody needs to be able to come in and, and kind of you know pick up the slack. Cole Anthony is supposed to be that guy. When we talk about like bench play from our bench, Cole Anthony, Mo Bamba, RJ Hampton, Caleb Houston, uh, Bobo, like our bench, we're struggling right now, man. Our, be- our bench needs some help. Like Terrence Ross needs to needs needs to help. Like somebody needs to be able to come in and be that that punching that punching power off the bench. And Cole Anthony is supposed to be that guy. Like in a perfect world, you would want Cole Anthony to be the first man in, and nothing nothing changes, nothing skips a beat. You know what I mean? Markel Fultz comes out, and Cole Anthony's still running the show, and and the the offense, the the flow of the game, the playmaking, everything is still continuing, and he's a threat. And um, you know, lately. Because he's shown flashes of it throughout the season, but lately we have not been seeing it, and that's a little bit of a worry, especially when it comes where we're we're coming close to the trade deadline, like just uh, a month and a half away. Like now is not the time to be playing bad basketball. It is, it is not. Now's the time to show that, dude. You don't want you don't you either don't want to move me, or if you do move me, <clears throat> you're gonna get a lot for me, and and it's it's looking it's not looking good right now. Yeah, I think we talk about the bench. Uh, you hit it right in the head. I think inconsistency is the key for the bench right now, unfortunately. Like, you got Ross. He's played well the last couple of games. He's some big three-pointers. Um, but that doesn't really last. Then you'll have Ross not play in some games or just score two points in some games. Mo Bamba, same thing. He'll give you a double-double one night off the bench, and you're like, oh, my God, here's Mo Bamba. And then Mo Bamba will not show up for another week or two weeks. Um, so I think that's the key for the bench right now is that we need someone to step in and Realize, hey, Franz struggling, Paolo struggling tonight. That's okay. That happens. 
I got to pick up the slack tonight, but somebody's got to take the leadership role and kind of say, hey, I'm, I'm that guy. It's supposed to be called, to your point. It's supposed to be him. Um, but yeah, man, Definitely. the last four games, not a single three-point shot made by him, averaging about seven points per game off the bench the last four. That's not going to get it done. Um, but to his credit, against the Spurs, he dropped 23 points, 10 rebounds, nine assists, almost a triple-double. But again, it's he follows it up. Yeah, he follows it up by, unfortunately, really bad performances. Yeah, I mean it's it's the Spurs. So, um, so real quick, because I I feel like this is this has been kind of the talk of the town, right? Jonathan Isaac. It was reported that he was a full go for for practice. It was the first time that he's fully practiced with the Orlando Magic team. Uh, we know that he was assigned to the Lakeland. Um, our, our G League, the Lakeland Magic, our G League team to to do some practice with them and to be able to run some scrimmages and whatnot. But we know that now he had a full practice with the Magic, um, scrimmaging five on five. We know that he was a part of shoot around. We know that he was a part of the walkthrough. So now it seems as if Jonathan Isaac is starting to get integrated with the basketball team. Finally, after after how long? We were supposed to get this like two Christmases ago, right? <laughs> Where Jonathan Isaac went on one of his one of his Fox News podcasts and <laughs> and and told somebody that hey, I feel good. I think by by December I I should I should be joining. Right here we are. Now a lot of people I will say a lot of people were like, nah, man, that's 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 the same thing we've been hearing for X amount of time. Uh, other people are saying, listen, when Jonathan Isaac plays, Jonathan Isaac plays. I'm not even worried about it until he actually gets on the court. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly where you stand, and, and obviously you're going to share it, but I definitely want to share where I stand. And where I stand is when they say that Jonathan Isaac is a go, a full go, my man is doing five on five. We now know this is the Orlando Magic being on top of a tower, on top of a building, and screaming out, Health isn't an issue. We're not worried about health. What we are worried about is conditioning. And I feel like if conditioning is our only concern with Jonathan Isaac, then we know for a fact that we're going to see him soon, ner rather than later, right? I don't think we're going to wait till March. I don't think that we're going to wait till February. I feel confident that we're going to see Jonathan Isaac, damn it, January of 2023. Now, once wow. we fast forward a little bit, once we fast forward a little bit, great. Jonathan Isaac plays. Congratulations. We've been waiting so long for this man to come uh, to, to come back and, and, and play and put on the uniform, right? But what type of player are we getting? So my question to you, Al, is what type of player do you want? Like re- realistically, if, if you're talking about a player, you're, you're, um, you're a Golden State Warriors fan. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, like those are those are your guys, right? Clay Thompson, big ass injury, finally comes back. Two. We know that Clay Thompson, right? Too. We know that Clay Thompson is not the same Clay Thompson, right? But we've been watching him play. Steph Curry is out. Clay Thompson is playing. He's balling out. Mm-hmm. You still see that elite skill that he has, right? Shooting is still there. He's still playing really good basketball. It's not the same level, but still playing good basketball. What are you expecting with Jonathan Isaac? I mean, first things first, Clay had a torn ACL, which is what J.A. has, but he also had a torn Achilles tendon. So two two of the worst 
injuries you could ever get as a basketball player, he's got them both. And to your point, hasn't been the same player, but he shows flashes and he's been doing that lately. Um, so J.I. shouldn't be uh, as big of an impact, the injury that he had. 20 CLs are bad, but in today's NBA, with today's medical um, options out there, you can bounce back from those pretty pretty well. So J.I., in my opinion, what we need to see is, honestly, in my opinion, bubble J.I., but we saw in the bubble for a couple of games where he looked amazing on offense. He was still able to guard people pretty well. Um, that's my expectation. Like I don't, I don't think he should take a major step back just because of that injury. Um, now, is it going to be overnight and he's going to be ready game one? No. We know he's going to be in a minute's restriction. He's not going to play back-to-backs. We know all that. My realistic expectation would be by training camp of next year, we should see J.I. really be J.I. But this season, show me flashes. Show me some glimpses of him blocking some people, getting some steals, um, intercepting some passes like he used to be so good at in the past. Show me those flashes this year. We don't expect much. Um, I just don't agree with you when it comes to January, man. Like, I hope so. I really do. I have, honestly, if it is January, I got circled down. I think it's January 20th, our first game back after the uh, West Coast trip. That, that's a good day to come back. Listen, I don't see how this team brings him back on the road. It's not going to happen. They're going to bring him back at home. They won that Markel Fultz treatment that he got last year, right? Standing ovation. All the players wearing J.I.'s jersey. Like, that's going to happen. So it's going to be at home. Um, but if it isn't that day, I- I'm back to just not knowing. And why do I say that? Which we'll talk about in a few minutes here. But Jalen Sucks came back today. Coach mostly said he is obviously more ready than J.I. is. And guess what? <laughs> he's yeah, only, he, only, he only played five minutes. He came in. He played five minutes. And in my mind, I'm like, wait, he got hurt again. He got elbowed in the head. So I'm like, oh, they're being careful. That's what happens. So he only played five minutes. No, no, no. After the game, coach mostly says he played right about where we expected him to play tonight. Five minutes. And he is ways ahead than J.I. You know what? You know, you know what's funny <laughs> about that? What, what, what's funny about that is that they're they're okay with Jalen Suggs only playing five minutes, but they're not okay with Jonathan I. Oh, oh, they're they're okay with Jalen Suggs five minutes, but not okay with Jonathan Isaac playing ten minutes, which I I I think is I think is comical. But listen, listen, you you seem you seem very confident that he's not he's not going to play in January. I feel very confident that they are going to play in January. I'd say we put a little friendly wager. Let's do it. If Jonathan Isaac, if Jonathan Isaac comes back and plays in a game, one minute, 30 seconds, checked in, checked right back out. If he is activated, not on the injury report, like he is he is a go, then you got you gotta host the podcast. I'm just gonna sit back. Okay. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be Al. You do the intro, you <laughs> ask me questions, and I just answer, and that and that's it. Does that does that that's sound an fair? Easy one. That's an easy cool. one. Cool. I like it. Well, listen, if you're not excited about Jonathan Isaac, maybe you'll be excited on what Wendell had to say about J.I. Wendell was asked, you know, how did J.I. look in practice? He said he looks good. We haven't seen him play in a while, but if it was up to me, I feel like he should play the next game. I understand it's a process for him, but he looks phenomenal. And here, here's my here's my thing. My thing is, is that previously – 
I don't want to say pre-injury Jonathan Isaac because I don't I don't know if there was really ever a pre-injury Jonathan Isaac. I, I think that <laughs> he's just been injured this whole entire time. It's just been on and off like a light switch. <clears throat> but I, I feel as if before we were relying on Jonathan Isaac to be that guy. Like we were relying on him to be to be the leader of the team. We were relying on him to be our best player because when you looked at our roster, it was Nicola, Evan, Aaron Gordon. And we knew that that was just not it. Like we knew that wasn't it. And we felt as if maybe we can do a little more damage if Jonathan was, was healthy. Um, and we truthfully, we, we never got a chance to see that. Fast forward to present day, we don't need Jonathan Isaac to be that guy. We already have that guy. We have two of those guys. We got Franz and Paolo. Paolo was, was a guy that was so important to this team because we needed to step away from being a, a crutch to Jonathan Isaac. And I feel like we finally got that. Now, with that being said, now I feel Jonathan Isaac can come with a with a different dynamic. Like I don't I don't need like Jonathan Isaac to be as aggressive and, and go out and try to score 20, 25 points. I need him to to really rely on his his elite skill, which is the defense. Him being an elite defensive player is going to do wonders for the Orlando Magic. When you talk about guys like Jason Tatum, talk about guys like Giannis, talk about guys like LeBron, like who who do you, who on the team right now do you feel comfortable and confident that can guard those guys and you're you're ready to go to battle? Who? What's going on Magic fans? The NBA season is heating up and there's still so many unknown. When I'm looking to get on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app place a same game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team will win total rebounds and more the more legs you add the bigger the boost the bigger your shot to win big all you have to do is download the DraftKings sportsbook app now sign up with code tbpn place a five dollar pre-game money line bet on any nba team to win their game and get 150 dollars in free bets if they do that's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I mean, it's not many out there right now. You would think of Jalen Suggs, but he's too little to guard those guys, right? So the only option you really have at this moment is Paolo, but we know Paolo struggles a little bit on the defensive end. Um, so we don't have anybody truly to guard those type of players. Now, pa- Paolo isn't a bad defender. He's not as bad as people like seen or or thought he mm-hmm. was going to be. Um, I I personally would would feel more comfortable with having Franz guard those guys. But let's not sit here and say that Franz is is the the best defender there there ever was, and he's the second coming. Like Jonathan Isaac has has that ability, and I think that what mm-hmm. people forget is is that at the end of the day, let's let's simplify it basketball is a basketball i'm not i'm not i'm i know that 
NBA is a is a different level, and and we're talking about elite talent, best players in the world. But basketball is basketball. Jonathan Isaac is not going to forget those instincts. Mm-hmm. It may take him a while to get there, but he's not going to forget the things that he's really, really good at. He has the physical attributes that we've never got a confirmation of his height, but man is damn near seven foot one. Wingspan is ridiculous. He's he's starting to be he's in shape. He needs to be conditioned, but he's in shape. I think that when it's time for him to play, he only knows how to play basketball in one way. And he's so young enough to play the way that he thinks that he should play. I'm not I'm not saying that we're gonna get the little bit of Jonathan Isaac that we've saw or we, that we've seen, but mm-hmm. I think that we are gonna be able to get a player that is able to add to this core group that we have to really um really be effective because Jonathan Isaac is not he's not put defensively he's not put in a little corner he can literally guard anybody anybody you want on the court today we we struggled with rebounding today we struggled with John Morant today we struggle with with everybody Jonathan Isaac is going to be able to elevate the team defensively just because now whoever's taking that ball to the rim damn they got second guess like Jonathan Isaac is there Jonathan Isaac already has a name for himself defensively now it's is is it still there? And I think that that's the part that's going to be the toughest for him is that he has to kind of re um, prove himself in a sense. Yeah. Now, but, I mean, what's concerning for me is what Coach mostly had to say about it too. He's like, "Hey, GI is going to be sometime down the road." So what does that mean? Some, We're some, about to find sometime out. down the road. Sometime down the road trip. The trip was but silent. Listen, GI also the road was trip. not even. Yeah, I wasn't even committed to traveling with the team. He's like, oh, we got some things that are going on, so we'll, we'll have no. to see. That wasn't a So no. we'll see. I mean, I, listen, I hope you're right. I hope we see him in January. We've said this many times over the past few months. I just do not know what to believe with Jai anymore. I don't, know. I don't count on him. Honestly, I don't. He's a plus. When we do get him, I'm going to treat it like, hey, we traded for him again. Or, hey, we drafted this guy out of nowhere. He's joining the team fresh. Because, honestly, I don't remember what he looks like playing for this team. For more than what two and a half games that he played before he got hurt again, it's been three years, man. Like I really don't recall what Ji looks like in a Magic uniform. Stop. So when the day comes, listen. When the day comes, I'll walk him with open arms. I'll root for him. I'll wear his jersey to the games, for sure. But when is that going to happen? I hope it's January, like you said. Soon. I'll gladly. That, that's I'll the gladly. Thing. Okay. I was going to say okay, I'll let's, gladly let's hold, say- host a podcast, but. Come on. <laughs> let's say let's say I'm wrong. Let's say I'm wrong. Then if it's not January, then it's February. It's not March. I feel I feel comfortable. Would you agree that you 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 would see him or you believe you would see him before the trade deadline? I hope so. <laughs> this concerns me. Markel started practicing with Lakeland last year, December 16th, 20th. When did Markel come back to actually play in a game last year? It was March. Right. So, or February, I'm sorry, February 26th, I think it was, towards the end of February. I think the timelines align pretty closely with J.I. J.I. went to Lakeland sometime in December. He's been practicing now. All this good stuff. So, listen, again, if it happens in December, uh, in January, amazing. If it doesn't, it is what it is at this point. Like, what can we do? I just hope he comes back at some point this season, though, because we got to see him. I don't want to see this guy again 
My fear is this. Let's let's go there. What if he gets hurt, sprains an ankle in practice? Now what? Now what happens? Then uh, it's it's a wrap, Jot. So <laughs> here, here's here's my thing. The in I've said this before. Markel Foltz and Jonathan Isaac, they're both on thin ice because we've already reached our our <clears throat> capacity of of waiting waiting for these guys to get injured or waiting for these guys to get healthy from an injury. If Markel Foltz gets another season-ending injury, dude, that's that's it. Like you're not you you can't be our now, you can't be our tomorrow, you can't be our future. Same with Jonathan Isaac. Like at that point, you you have to cut your losses and and that that's it, which kind of puts the magic in a really bad situation, <clears throat> really bad situation, because you you remember the time frame where we we were DJ Augustine was was our part and and that was it. Yeah, we can't we can't fall we can't fall back to that. We've seen what what basketball teams are like without having without having a point guard and and luckily we've seen a lot of really good things from Markel Fultz, um, but. Not not kind of getting off track. People need to people need to kind of lay off the negativity when it comes to Jonathan Isaac. And you either you either you're there's no in-betweens. Oh, maybe there are a little bit in-betweens. You got the people that are, are really positive. I consider myself a a, a positive, a pro Jonathan Isaac. Uh you've kind of fell on the back end. Like you once were, and I and I feel bad. <laughs> Because you were so positive about the man. Now, now not so much. And then you have those in the middle that's kind of like when he plays, he plays. I think you're on the edge. You're like from the middle towards the, the back end. When he plays, you know, he plays, me. and then we'll talk about it. That's me. If I'm a 1 to 10, I'm in a 5. So I'm literally right five. in the middle. Like I, I, I'm excited, but I'm also, I got to see it to believe it. That's just where I'm at. Like I can't wait for him to come back, but I got to see it to actually believe that, hey, he is back. He is playing. Man, it's gonna be a while. Like I don't even know how long it'll be before we see Ji play twenty five minutes or more in a game. Like next year, I think. Yeah, Paulo Bancaro is a he's a specimen, right? A physical specimen. Jonathan Isaac is another one. The fact that you're at one point going to be able to see these guys on the court together I, is is insane to me and exciting. Uh, I've always said that all it takes is one player to really change the outlook of a basketball team. We we've already seen Franz's impact. We've already seen Paolo's impact. I don't know, man. I I, I have a feeling deep down the side, deep down inside. Once we eliminate the politics, the religion, once we eliminate everything that people are so negative about Jonathan Isaac, that you you do have a player in there that that cares, and people are not gonna like what I'm saying. But you have a player that that cares and, and wants the Orlando Magic to win and, and wants to be representative, uh, represented, you know, in a second manner once again. And I think and I believe that we're going to see that in January. I'm excited for you to host so. a podcast. Let, let's just put it that way. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm hoping All that right. happens. So, yeah, I'm hoping it happens too. All right. So obviously, <laughs> Jonathan Isaac, he's not there yet. So let's talk about the guys that that are here, are playing. Um, really big shout out to Paolo Bancaro, who was named Rookie of the Month. Um, can, can we all agree that he's a sure thing for Rookie of the Year? Can we just kind of like check mark that and, and call it a day? I mean, how, at this point, 100%. Yeah. It's, it, so 
he he won rookie of the month for the Eastern Conference. Western Conference was um Keegan Murray uh for the Kings. I, I think his stats were like like 13, 13 points, smaller rebound stats, assists, whatever the case may be. Um I say that to say this stat wise there there's no comparison. Now people get the argument, well, the Kings are winning. Well, you know, Keegan Murray isn't the the first option or or, or the section. You know, Paulo Ben Carroll has the ball in his hands. I don't care. When when you have when you have a player that says, give me the ball, I'm a problem. People are gonna have to see me. You have a different mentality of a player that that wants to be that guy. We know that he hears the the LeBron comparisons. We we know that he hears the NBA records that he's he's already kind of you know being thrown out at. Um, you you have a guy that wants it, and I think that in the in the beginning of the year, um, I, it, he was asked a question. You know what what was it? What, what was it? it? It was would I rather be MVP or would I rather you know win a ring? And I think I'm pretty sure he said I would rather be MVP, and that was one of the topics that we we had discussed. In my mind, it's kind of like, all right, well. That, that's unfortunate. We would love for him to say the ring, right? But the flip side of that is in order for in order for him, in order for us to be able to win a ring, we also need to be able to have that high caliber player to kind of lead us there. And in essence, maybe winning MVP gets us both ways. And I'm not saying that MVP is going to guarantee you a NBA championship because, you know, ex- exhibit A, you know, Nicola, the Joker. Sure. True. He's MVP twice, and he still hasn't made it there, right? Jokic is still, like, searching for it. Granny, he hasn't had a point guard, and that's their problem, not ours, so I'm not going to go deep into it. But um, I, I think that you you have a player that's setting goals for himself. The more he sets goals for himself, the more that we're going to accomplish. Um, him winning Rookie of the Month, that's just added, you know, recognition for the Orlando Magic mm-hmm. that we desperately, desperately need that we haven't had in a really, really long time. It's not just Paolo. Franz was also nominated for Eastern Conference Player of the Month um, as well. So, you know, we're we're getting we're getting that recognition on both sides, which is great. Also, Coach Mosley nominated for Eastern Conference Coach of the Month. So yep. the Magic really had a great, great December, um, and and we're being recognized for it, which is great. Yeah, I mean, uh, all it took some was, was some winning, which we did, right? We we played well in December. We actually ended with a po- uh, a winning record for the month of December. That had been a while since that hadn't happened. So the moment the Magic started winning, the recognition came in. Uh, so I think it's, that's good to see. And it's good to see, you know, the two top players in our team, without a doubt, get recognized, but also our coach. I think mostly there's a lot of things that we wish he could do better and that, that he would do a little bit better offensively, defensively, subs, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I mean, this guy has dealt with a ton his first two years with the Magic, a lot of injuries, a lot of unfortunate situations. In some way, somehow, this guy has managed to put a team together that competes, plays hard. Look at today's game against Memphis. Perfect example. We were down most of the game 20-plus. Some way, somehow, we had the, we got the game down to six points in the last few minutes. Um, goes to show you, and that's all coaching. Um, even at the bench, we know RJ Hampton's not the happiest guy in the team right now. We know that. Guess what? This guy's the first one out there greeting his teammates when a big play happens, clapping and cheering for each other. So that that sense of unity and, and, and you know teamwork and getting along is there. He deserves that recognition, and I'm glad that he's getting it. Um, let's hope the winning continues because the more that happens, the more recognition we'll get um, as we go along here.
Yeah, and then on on that note as well, um, so there was a um, on the most recent podcast for um, Hollinger and the Duncan NBA Basketball Podcast, they ranked the top prospects twenty three and under. And how many times have we seen these these rankings um, over the last years? And we always say, man, AG got snubbed. Uh, you know, Markel isn't on the list. Like we, we always say our guys, our guys, our guys, they're not, uh, they're not there. Jonathan Isaac isn't there. Why isn't he there? Um, we're finally getting that recognition, man. The, the outside media outlets, they are so high on Paulo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. It is, it is insane. I have not heard not one player, uh, excuse me, now, now one reporter, not one, um, personality say anything bad about these guys. Um, and they rank Paolo Bancaro fourth for players under the age of 23 behind Luca, John Morant, and Zion. And they also rank Franz Wagner ninth. And it's it's insane because there's from time to time, you know, I'll I'll, I'll go back and I'll watch that video that we made um, when we were we were sitting at at Amway. Uh, Scotty Barnes had just dropped to the Raptors. And we go ballistic for uh, for uh, Jalen Suggs, and then yep. here comes here comes the next pick for the Magic, and they don't draft your guy, they don't draft my guy, they draft the one player that I really didn't spend too much time doing any type of research, and I'm talking about the whole arena goes nuts and not in the best way possible, and to fast forward to today where we're really sitting here and you can make the argument that Franz is the best sophomore um, in his draft class. People can make the argument. Well, it's, it's, it's Cade or it's Mobley. Cade is injured. He's gone. We can't count him. Um, Mobley is not, is not your primary player in, in Cleveland. Franz is that guy. And the fact that you have two top 23, uh, Two top players under the age of twenty three, under one team, it's is is pretty insane, and it's it's something that you know people should be proud that you know these are guys that are are being held in such high regards. Yeah, I mean it's massive. I mean you think about a rebuild, right? The, the idea of a rebuild is to find pieces that are going to fit in long term, and they're going to help you elevate your team. You think about Paolo, this kid is becoming a, a a national you know player that's being recognized for his for his play here in Orlando. France, I haven't heard a single person anywhere say anything negative about the kid. The opposite. It's always been positive, you know, how consistent he is. Um, he's surprising people. And many people are saying the same thing that we felt at the draft. Like, nobody saw this coming. Like, they know he could hit a three. He could play some defense. He could cut to the basket. That's about it, though. All of a sudden, this kid is one of the best small forwards in the NBA. Um, so we definitely got lucky with that pick. We, we did a great job selecting him. I don't know if the front office knew that he was going to be this good, but... Whatever they did, definitely big props to the front office for finding him. Um, and as a teammate, we're lucky to have two guys in two really tough positions in the NBA, the power forward and small forward, to have good talent in. We just got to build around them now. So if you ask me, getting those two guys right now, it's huge for a rebuild. We just need to find the other pieces around them now. And that's it, man. From there, it's going to be just who knows what the sky the sky's the limit from there. Um, and to even show how much fans are noticing around the league, Paolo also ended up being, what, eighth in the uh, early returns of the uh, All-Star Game voting by fans. 
eighth in the Eastern Conference amongst forwards. That is huge. When is the last time a Magic player, I think Vooch made it, but not necessarily by fans. I think he made it just coaches and players voted him in. But just, you know, fans in the league recognizing Paolo's talent this early in his career, really, really impressive. Yeah, and and not only that, uh, he had a total of 212,000 votes um, right behind, this is driving me crazy, he's right behind Pascal Siak and Kyle Kuzma. How the hell Kyle Kuzma made it before Paolo Bancaro is what whatever. Um he made it in front of a player like Nick Claxton and Jared Allen, but um when it when it comes to how many votes these guys had, you know, you're you're really looking at, you know, they they have them listed um you know in eighth place combined total for you know the the Eastern Conference side or or at least one of the sides. Um, mm-hmm. for the voting. So he has a really, really good shot at being able to, to make it into the all-star game. This is something that hasn't been done since Blake Griffin. Um, can you, can you imagine we waited all this time for an all-star? We finally got in, in, in Nikola Vucevic. Um, and it was, you know, it was, it was short lived, like all-star Extremely. playoffs eliminated in this round. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. And, and on top of that, Nicole, was barely made it in. He was he was our last man. Um, yep. But I'm I'm not I'm not going to take anything away from it because we were all hyped that we had somebody representing. I remember watching that All Star game, and in my Manicola the ball, like give it give it to him. And as soon as you grab that ball, don't pass it, don't do don't dribble, just shoot it, just shoot it, see what happens. Um, and, and the fact that we 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 could finally get a player that not only gets in it, but like gets it in it like right away like a rookie you know how hard Huge. it is to be a rookie to make into the all-star game it's insane i think man um, if he ends up finding a way to make it in it, it i mean just tells you what the future is for this kid if it's a rookie he's making it just how good can he be in years to come that's the exciting part yeah yep well we'll see man we'll see it's, it's the first round of voting and and there's still time to to do the voting so if you're if you're a magic fan out there that you haven't done anything um, in, in regards to this voting, you know, take take advantage. You can do these votes on a daily basis. Make sure that you're involved because there there is strength in numbers, um, and you want to make sure that you know you're you're doing everything you can to make sure that your guy makes it in, and that that's important. All right. Um, with that said, man, let's let's jump into Pastor Shoot real quick. Um, we're we're gonna kind of do a rapid fire, um, just because we're getting close it. to that one hour mark. Um, so the very first one. The Magic have not had two players average 20 points per game in the same season since Shaq and Penny back in 1995. When we look at the stats right now, we're looking at Paolo Bancaro, um, who's averaging 21 points a game, and Franz Wagner, who's averaging 19.9 points a game. Pass or shoot, will we finally get a duo that averages more than 20 points per game um, with Franz and Paolo? I'm going to shoot on that. I definitely think that as the season goes on, we're going to see Paolo and, and, and Franz kind of alternate. You know, who's going to be the, the go-to for certain games, who's having the hot hand. But ultimately, these guys are consistent, man. They find a way to drop 20-plus every night, it seems. You got a night like tonight against the Grizzlies where Paolo ended up with 30. Franz picked it up late, ended up with 21, I believe, 23. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't see how these guys do not end up finding a way to average 20-plus. So I'm going to shoot on that. How about you? I agree. I, I think that even when these guys have bad games, 
they're still they're still carrying a lot of the offensive load. We're not giving the ball to anybody else. Like Markel's job is to be able to 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 get people involved, but really the offense is coming from Franz and Paolo, and I don't I don't see that stopping. I I think that we do have a legitimate shot of having both, and and I can definitely see it happening for sure. Um, let's get to the next one. Uh, the season, uh, the Magic will win 30 or more games this season. 30 I'm gonna or shoot on more. That. I'm going to shoot on that. I think I, they got, what, 14 now? We got plenty of games left to go. Um, I think they find a way, man, to, to get to 30 or more. I don't know if it'll be enough to make the play-in. I don't know if it'll be one of the top you know, spots in the East, but I will tell you that. The goal was that early in the season, we were talking to each other before the season started in our season preview episodes. And we kept saying, you know, if we can some way, somehow win 32 games, 31, like that's that's massive. That's almost 10 games better than last year. Can we get there? And I really think we can. I mean, we're getting healthier at the right time of the year. We got plenty of games left. I think it's doable. We need to win 16 games left, 16 games more the rest of the way. I think that can happen unless the front office decides to tank and do certain moves and get involved. But if we stay healthy, we keep the core together, I don't see how we don't do it. How about you? Yeah, I, I struggle with it, man, because um, I want I want to say yes. I do want to say yes. I think the question that we have to ask is, is do we have another streak in us? Um, the our, our schedule is getting tougher and tougher and tougher. I, I believe someone had said um, that we have, you know, top – five of you know the hardest schedules um the second half of the season um i hope that we do if we don't hit the 30 then i i would say that we come really really close to it um what i ask for what i want is i just want movements i, I want us to have more wins than we did last year and then next season we have more wins than we did last year and then so on and so forth until we are a legitimate you know 45 50 plus one team and i think that that's that's important. So as of right, as of right now, um, I'm going to say pass. But you know, you ask me again next week, and it might it might be shoot. Um, and then having having a healthy mag roster finally um, is going to allow Suggs to take his game to another level and become a key contributor. Is is Jalen Suggs going to finally be the the guy that we we think that he can be? That would be huge. You, you talk about having two stars in France and Paolo and needing that third kind of guard that can lead the way and, and kind of give a helping hand on both ends of the floor. That could easily be Suggs, man. That could easily be him. But for now, I'm going to pass just because I need to first see him healthy for more than three games before I can say to you, hey, this guy is figuring it out. Defensively, no issues. He's finally hitting the mid-range shot. He plays hard. He's got the right attributes. We were so excited, like you said, when we drafted him because we saw what he could do in college, what he had done in high school. Like, this kid has got talent. Injuries is what's getting in the way, unfortunately, for him. So I first got to see him healthy for me to say that he is all the way back. So for that reason, I'm going to pass right now. But I think he's got the potential to be that third, fourth piece in our team and complement Paolo France and whoever else, J.I., Wendell, whoever else steps up as a third key contributor. But for now, I'm going to pass. Yeah, if he if he can hit that three ball consistently, the defense is already there. Um, you you got somebody that can really do a lot of damage and, and cause havoc for the other team. Um, 
as of right now, I, I think that you know we have to see. Not only do we have to see if if he can be consistent, we also we have to also see if he can stay healthy. He's been dealing with a lot of injuries, and we we haven't been able to see what his potential is. Um, we've seen glimpses, but there's there's still not there's still not a whole lot of time. Um, so as of right now, I'm going to stay pass. Um, and this week ahead, man, we got Golden State on Saturday, Sacramento Monday, Portland on Tuesday. We go on this road trip. Um, you know, these games, these games are going to be tough, man. Golden State is still a tough team, even if they don't have Steph. Sacramento, they, to me, they've been the surprise team of the year. They've been playing crazy yep. basketball. You know, shout out to Mike Brown, who's kind of led that team into a, a, a different environment. Um, one of the coolest things that I've seen that I, I think is, is amazing is the fact that they have that beam that shoots up out of the yes. building after every week. I think that is so freaking clever. If we can like poke a hole in the middle of N way and kind of steal that idea, that'd be great. I'd be for it. And I wouldn't have no shame that we stole it from another team. Um, they even have the, the, the defensive player of the game chain that they're doing. So they, they've really built an environment out there and they're a really, really good basketball team. Um, in my opinion, I think that Sacramento team is is going to be the um, the game of the week for um, uh, for the Magic. I think the key is going to be that we are we're healthy, right? So we're going to this road trip with pretty much everyone. The suspensions are are done with. The roster's pretty much healthy. Sucks should yep. be playing hopefully more than five minutes. So that's going to be key, having that depth because we're playing in a lot of games. We played three games in four nights in the West Coast. We're just coming off a back-to-back, so we need that depth to step in. Hopefully, Cole Anthony can find his shooting. Um, Predictions-wise, I, I would love to see a 2 and one road trip to start. It's going to be tough, yeah. but I do think you can beat Golden be State. I think that if you play good defense against them, you can beat them. And I also think Portland is not all that. Like I feel like if you can, again, show up, the depth can play their role. Everyone can step in and play what they're supposed to do. I think we can steal that game too. So if you ask me, we we win against Golden State on Saturday. We always play well against them. In some way, somehow, we win another one between Sacramento and Portland. Yeah, Portland would be. Uh, I see Portland as a winnable game for sure. And then Golden State, man, Golden State is is uh, is a team that you kind of circle to make sure that you're ready for because you know they're they're the defending champions, and you want to be able mm-hmm. to you know, step up to the challenge. So definitely a lot of fun games uh, coming out. Um, uh, again, man, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be interesting how this team kind of plays out the rest of the season. Um, the trade deadline, I think, is gonna be able to tell us so much from the direction of what the front office is really trying to do. I think that if they're if they're really trying to do a push um, for the play-in, I think we see moves. If the Magic want to not do a push for the play-in. Just going to continue to see what it is that they have and and keep figuring things out and you know hopefully with a a fully you know a healthy team, Magic still have a chance to to be able to make the play in and and that's that's what it is. We'll see what happens, man. Uh, a lot of a lot of fun things coming up um, ahead and you know a lot of these questions that people have their phone going to be answered. Um, on that note, again, man, make sure you check out the Twitter Spaces. Um, if you can't make it immediately after these games to be able to listen live, they are being recorded now. They're not on our podcast feed yet. They will be, but you know they're still available for you to be able to listen to them. That way you can kind of hear people's perspective after the game. But um, man, that's a wrap, man. On that note, appreciate you guys for listening. Catch you guys next week. 
Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. For all the latest Orlando Magic news and updates, follow us on Twitter at the Ozone Pod and on Instagram at Orlando Magic HQ. Remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.